Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited to share episode number 53 of our podcast with you. Today, you're going to hear from Coach Brad Baca. Two of his younger brothers have been previous guests on here, Stephen and Brian. He's the head football coach, athletic director, Pittsburgh High School in Pittsburgh, Texas, small town in East Texas. He's married to Kara, and they have three kids, but most of all, he loves Jesus, has an incredible story, and just a lot of passion. I cannot wait for you to hear from Brad, so let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Brad. Hey, thanks for having me, Stuart. I, I'm just excited to sit down and finally get to visit with you. Yeah, you bet. Um, I thought it'd be good before we, before I ask you to share a little background, I was going to kind of tell the listeners how we, how we connected. Um, it's through two of your younger brothers. Stephen was one of our first guests on the podcast, and then Brian and his um, teammates and music group, I guess, Heat on the Hill, were on. And when we tweeted that out, Stephen threw out the idea that, hey, we've got to have the oldest Baca on. So um, I know it took us a while to, to get here. Um, you know, we kind of talked about – Stephen, I talked about maybe having a Baca family podcast, but I think it looks like what is tackle you guys – um, one by one, I, you know, I'll just say for me personally, um, I'm just thrilled to do this. I mean, your, your, your family has impacted mine in ways that is hard to describe just with my, our oldest son, both Steven and Brian just poured into him over the last couple of years. So, so this is, it's nice to finally sit down and, 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 and talk to you. So I was going to ask you if you'd just start, um, just by telling a little bit about your background, I mean, you're the oldest of, um, a family of, of boys, a son of a coach. So just talk about growing up in the Baca household and then, um, you know, a little bit about your uh, playing career. Well, you know, uh, it was definitely an experience. And I was actually just visiting with my wife about that before uh, we came on today. Uh, you know, just specifically my dad, um, very, very demanding and very tough. And, mm. uh you know, I, I, I try to think about my buddies growing up and some of the things that, uh, you know, stories I see, and even as I'm a parent now, uh, man, some of the things he pushed us to do just a lot, of, not a lot of parents do. And at the time as a kid, uh, you know, we thought, Oh man, he's crazy. He's, uh, he's making us go to work out sick and we're hurt and he wants us to play and this and that and the other. And, you know, it's, it's a Christmas and he says, Hey, let's go to the track and run four hundreds. And like, my gosh, this guy won't let up. But, uh, that kind of life growing up has really, uh, helped me in my coaching career. I'm not, not only in my playing career, but in my coaching career, because, you know, I'm able to push kids and see that, you know what, they're going to be okay. And, and their bodies can do a lot more than their mind can. And, um, you know, my mom was a, was a woman that never stopped working. You know, she never sat down. Uh, and, and so just being raised by people like that has really shaped the way that I coach and the way that I played. And, uh, uh, you know, my mom stayed home with us. My dad was, uh, was a coach and we moved around quite a bit and, um, you know, grew up in a, in a, uh, in a strong Christian family, uh, you know, going to church on Sunday and Wednesday and Sunday nights. And that was a part of our, of our life and part of our fabric. And, I really appreciate my parents for, um, you know, making that important. And, uh, you know, so my, my wife and I are, you know, made a commitment to do the same with our children, but, uh, I, you know, grew up in Houston about the first 10 years of my life. And then, uh, Austin area for a little bit. And then I ended up graduating from pilot point high school. Uh, and, uh, from there I went to the air force Academy and I played quarterback for two years and, uh, 
and, you know, was a little immature at the time and, you know, wasn't playing as much as I thought I should. And so I transferred um, and uh, transferred to Sam Houston State, continued my playing career there as a running back um, and enjoyed that time and ended up graduating from there. Um, and from there, I got a job at Brownsboro High School coaching varsity running backs in 2006. Stayed there for three years. Uh, so I got my second opportunity at Tyler Chapel Hill. Uh, and I was there for six years where I ended up being the offensive coordinator and then, you know, wound up, had a, had an opportunity to be a head football coach at Pittsburgh and, and, uh, jumped at it. And it's, it's, uh, it was kind of a no brainer, a total God thing. And, uh, we're just loving life here in Pittsburgh. And, uh, my wife is a teacher. Her name's Kara and, uh, she's from, uh, East Texas. And so that works out great. We've got three, uh, kill, uh, children. Uh, my oldest is nine. Her name's Carrington. And then we have seven-year-old twins, Blaine and Collins. And we just, uh, we do it all. Football season, we're all in uh, to football. And then when football season ends, we kind of get our life back and we can start doing some things again, going out to eat. And uh, our, our kids were heavily involved in baseball and softball this year. And so um, we, we spent a lot of time waiting for June and now it's June and we're going to Destin in two days. Destin, Florida, and we, we love to get to the beach and just kind of get away and decompress. And um, But that's where we're at. We're just uh, enjoying where we're at and uh, so appreciative uh, of, of what God has done in our lives and allowed us to pour into these kids in Pittsburgh, Texas. So how long have you been in Pittsburgh? This is going to be year five. So I was hired uh, in January of 2015. So uh, this is our completed our fifth spring, starting our season here in August. That's awesome. And you mentioned um, growing up in a strong uh, family of faith. So your own personal faith journey, I know being raised in the church, but at what age did you realize that, you know, you needed that personal relationship with Jesus? Absolutely. Um, Like I said, it it was, I can't remember uh, not going to church and not having a a quiet time. And, you know, that was, uh, you know, brought on by my, my dad and, mm-hmm. and and my mom. And so I, when I was six years old, you know, I uh, asked my dad out on our driveway in Deer Park, Texas. I said, mm-hmm. Hey dad, I, I want to be a Christian. And uh, we prayed right there and uh, in the driveway and uh, man. And then, you know, everything else just kind of started there. And so uh, that was really neat. I got baptized uh, about a year later and, uh, and that, and that started my, started my journey right there. That's awesome. And so growing up the oldest, um, you know, your, your family is tight. Um, so what's your relationship like with your brothers? Yeah. Um, extremely tight, you know, being in a, in a household where you move a lot and, and there's five boys fairly close in age and, um, you know, you got to start over with friends a lot. And so, what ends up happening is that you, you get closer to your brothers and that's what happened with us. And, um, me being the oldest, I kind of felt like I had some responsibility to look out for them. And, um, and so I think, uh, that's definitely rubbed off to today. I'm kind of the guy that's, uh, try, you know, takes responsibility a little bit. Um, and, you know, uh, looking out for those guys. And, uh, but we, uh, we love each other. We're all different in a lot of different ways. Um, we all have different strengths and weaknesses. And so, uh, but, but through that, we all have each other's backs and, and, and I know I could call any one of them and they, 
they'd be there in a second if I needed them. So uh, even though we're kind of far apart right now, we're kind of spread out, but uh, we don't see each other as much as we used to, but we're, we're still very tight and we get together uh, in the holidays and, um, and, uh, and I couldn't be, uh, you know, more thrilled to have grown up with those guys and, and uh, wouldn't trade it for the world. And, and also another pretty unique bond that you're getting to experience at Pittsburgh, right? Your dad is now on your staff, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's so weird, man. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's strange. It's like the guy that was, uh, you know, teaching me how to get up and how to mow the lawn and how to practice hard and how to, you know, he's, he's on my staff and, uh, and I'm his boss. And, uh, you know, so that, that's pretty cool. Now we're both very strong personalities. Uh, my dad and I, uh, we're both type a, uh, we're both the, uh, the leader type. We both want to do it mm-hmm. our way. So, uh, I think God has specifically put each other in our, <laughs> in the other's life, uh, to help in that regard. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, so that does present some challenges in working together so closely, but, um, man, I wouldn't, I, I'm closer to my dad now than I feel like I've ever been. Um, but, uh, so it is, it is, it is, uh, it is a unique experience to, uh, I played for him, you know, I played for him and, and he, he rode me pretty good and got on me hard. And, uh, and so, um, you know, I grew to respect him and tremendously, uh, just for the man that he is, the way he lives life. And, uh, and man, he's been such a valuable resource for me. Uh, been an athletic director himself for 15 years. I can lean on him for that. I can lean on him for, um, Hey, what do I do in this situation? Uh, and then we meet, we meet once a week, um, um, you know, at the local restaurant here in Pittsburgh in the morning. And we, you know, we're doing a book study right now. And, uh, mm. that's, that's, uh, it's pretty neat to be able to do that with your dad. And so, yeah, that's, I, I could, that is awesome it's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, he, he, uh, I'm still learning from him. And, uh, and so I'm just trying to learn every day and soak as much as I can. Well, what does he coach? He's our defensive coordinator and he coaches the linebackers. So, you know, I'm an offensive guy. So, uh, you know, offensive and defensive guy, I want to score points. He wants, he, he wants to slow it down. I want to speed the game up. You know, so, um, um, but, man, I've really just, uh, my philosophy's kind of changed on some things. Um, being a head coach from going from OC to being a head coach, when you're an offensive coordinator, you know, you just want to score, right. <laughs> you just want to score, score, score. And, uh, and, and when you're head coach, all of a sudden you just want to win. So, so, you know, getting the win is, uh, from a football side, that's kind of changed uh, as far as how I, how I focus, uh, you know, we want to, we want to make sure we do everything to get the win. And, and so dad, me and dad actually have come closer together because I'm not so offensive minded anymore. I'm just, let's win the football game. And he's, uh, defensive guys are, are a lot more like that as well. They don't care about stats. They don't care about looking pretty. They don't care about spe- They just want to get the stop and, and, uh, and continue on. So no, it's fun working with him. I, he's just down the hall and it's, that's pretty neat. That is awesome. So I have to ask you, so has there been a tight game where you've uh, kind of changed his call? No, you know, <laughs> I, I actually never have. Uh, now, I have asked for his advice when we're on offense, and he's said this, and I've done 
another thing, you know? So there's been, there's been times when I, you know, maybe I went for it on fourth down and he didn't, he didn't want me to go for it on fourth down, but I'm the head coach. I got the big whistle. So I went for it. <laughs> and uh, sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't, but you know, uh, but I let him have complete control over the defense and that actually I'm relieved to, to not have to worry about that. But um, yeah, so I've, I've, you know, I've just kind of, did what I thought was right. And then I kind of learned afterwards. And sometimes he says, I told you so. So that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think those, those days never end. And also that's right. not just, not just having your dad on staff. You also had a few years where you got to coach your younger brother. Uh, he was your quarterback. Yeah. So, so, so talk about having dad and, and a younger brother all up under your authority, if you will. Yeah. I mean, my dad was the best hire I ever made, not only because he's a defensive coordinator, but because, because I got a really, really good quarterback too. That's right. <laughs> you know, so I got Brian and, uh, you know, Brian comes in and was, was kind of in a program that had been struggling for a little bit. Um, you know, not bad, very competitive, but he hadn't been to the playoffs yet. And, uh, I, uh, I knew that if he came to Pittsburgh with my dad and then, you know, me running the offense, I knew we would be successful. So when I knew I was going to get the opportunity to coach him, man, it was so special. And me and him just got to work together. I coached the quarterbacks. So I coached him every single day and I was in meetings with him and he came over to the house and we still talked, uh, watched college football together and, um, got to help him through his recruiting process. We had a big year. We went two rounds deep in the playoffs. Brian was a huge part of that. And, uh, his leadership that he just displayed, um, was tremendous. And, uh, you know, but, but he's a competitor like me. And so, you know, anytime you put competitors, just like my dad, you know, me and him had to, he had to figure me out. I had to figure him out from a, from that standpoint, you know, and I had to get on his tail a few times. And, but, uh, that's just because he's such a competitor and, and I was the same way. So, um, he really, really just came in humble, um, got, got in with the kids in Pittsburgh. They accepted him and they just really, man, they followed him. Uh, not because of, he was, you know, just a great quarterback, but just because he was genuine and he worked hard and he, mm-hmm. uh, he generally wanted to win. And so, um, he cared about the kids, uh, invited him over to his house, uh, just really made some deep relationships with those kids and comes back today and, uh, and they can see him and they can hang out. And so it's been really neat getting to coach him. Um, felt like I was in my dad's shoes all over again. Like I'm coaching my brother. It's almost like my son. I got to get on his tail in front of these other guys, <laughs> but I, I don't want them thinking I'm taking it easy on him. So I got to tell him, Hey man, I'm fixing to kind of get on you pretty hard, but just don't take it personal. You know? So there's all, all those dynamics there that you really have to uh, work on and, and, and make, uh, make right. So. Yeah, that's pretty special though. I'm, I'm trying to imagine if I was, um, you know, working with that many family members, I, I'm not sure <laughs> how we would make you know, it. Pe- yeah. People say don't mix family and business, you know, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it, it worked out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of coaches on this and, you know, we talk about the, how big high school football is in Texas and, you know, you're in a small town, so, um, you know, the whole community rallies around the sport. So any, you know, talk about the pressure, if there is any of, of being an athletic director and head football coach in a, in a East Texas small town, especially on Friday nights. 
Well, you're exactly right. Um, being a, a high school football coach in Texas is the best job when you're winning and the worst job when you're losing. And that's just, a, that's just how it is. Kind of the same, uh, you know, for, for a few other, uh, professions, I guess, but, but uniquely for, for this one, um, you know, fortunately we came into Pittsburgh and we won 10 games in the first year. And so that really helped. And, uh, and like I said, I, I really felt like we were just listening to God and God called us and to hear. And, and I, I you know, I think, you know, we're not promised success everywhere we go. And just because we follow God or, or, or do what we think is right, but, but he certainly blesses you. And uh, I felt like that this, this has just been a whole uh, blessing. Uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a risk to take. I was very, we were very comfortable in living there in white house and, and coaching at Chapel Hill. And, uh, and it was just, uh, it was a risk, but, um, you know, you just have to, what you just have to lean on is what is my purpose and, and why do I coach? And, um, and I coach to impact kids and I coach to, uh, use, use the abilities and gifts that God's given me for his glory. And so that's why we do it. And so I know God was going to bring us out here to, to let us fail. And, uh, and, uh, and I want to use my abilities to, to further his kingdom. And so, um, it is, there is pressure and, and, you know, I've had, I've had some health things arise that, uh, you know, I, I started to think, man, what, that, that didn't bother me until I got here, you know, or I've got my stomachs doing this, or I got some acid reflux issues or I got, and I start to look it up and I'm thinking, man, a lot of this has to be stress and, uh, mm. my beard's changing, beard's changing colors. And, um, you know, and it is, it's very, very stressful because, uh, you do want to perform and, and you do want to achieve, uh, uh, for the kids, for the town, for the community. And then, you know, there's just some nights where you don't. And, so you always look back and say, what, what could I have done? What could I have done better? But then you just have to remember, you know, I'm, I'm not here to win football games. I'm here mm-hmm. to teach these young boys how to be men through this game. And that is the ultimate prize to see these guys grow up to be great fathers and husbands. And so it's easy to say, but it's harder to actually do. And so I'm still in mm-hmm. the process of, of doing that. I mean, I feel the pressure of this job every single day when I wake up, I really do. And, uh, you know, but, but, uh, I just have to remember and, and, you know, I get down on my knees before every season, that first day of two days. Uh, and, and when I feel a tremendous amount of weight to perform and to produce and, and to repeat, you know, this year, the pressure is going to be to repeat. We played 14 games and, uh, got to repeat. So I just give it to God and I say, Lord, just help me, help me to, uh, not only be, be the coach that these boys need, but help me to be can, through that also the father and the husband, uh, because that's a hard balance and I have not been perfect at that. Uh, you know, something's got to give somewhere <laughs> and there's only 24 hours in a day. And so as Lord, my prayers is Lord, give me the, give me the balance that I need. Give me the strength, give me the energy, give me the discipline, uh, to be the best I can be at both spots. And so, mm. uh, it's, it's tremendously tough. Uh, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, in the world right now. I know this is where I'm supposed to be. So you mentioned the, that balance because there is, I mean, like you said, I mean, coaching football in Texas is huge. And then, you know, number one responsibility is husband and a dad. So what advice or what have you learned over the years that um, of, of how to better balance those demands? Well, 
you know, during, during football season, we're going to work, you know, you can work as many hours as you want. And I've been places that, that we've worked long hours and, uh, and we still work long hours. Um, we work seven days a week, um, about 80 hours a week during the, during the season. Um, but you know, I'm always going to leave time for our uh, guys to go to church. Uh, we're always going to have that Sunday morning, um, until early afternoon open. Um, and then we're not going to hang around up there, uh, burning the midnight oil. We're, we're going to do the best job we can. Uh, and then when we're done, we're going to go home and, and I, I'll send our coaches home and I'll just say, Hey, you know, at this time, Hey, y'all go home. We're done. Um, we're going to plan efficient practices. And then Saturday night, you know, I'm going to be at home with my wife and, I'm, and my kids and we're going to go out to eat or we're going to stay at home or we're going to go watch Brian play or we're going to, you know, I think that's family time. I think, uh, Saturday night is family time. And, uh, and that, and that's kind of how I'm able to do it during the year. Um, and then we go to church together on Sunday morning. Um, you know, the really football season is easy. If, if I'm being honest, everybody gets yeah. in a routine. Uh, Kara gets in a routine. The kids are in a routine. They go, we go to the game Friday night, uh, Saturday, I work in the morning and come home in the afternoon. And then I work Sunday evening. Um, the hard part, really is transitioning out of football season back into normal life. Um, <laughs> my wife just, just yelled preach from the living room. <laughs> uh, you know, she, she has everything running, uh, you know, and, and she's doing it and the kids know how to, how to, the routines. And, and then I come in messing things up, you know, in, in January when we're done. So, um, I have, it's, it's an adjustment for me. It's an adjustment for them. Um, but I've got to figure out how to come back in, you know, where I'm around and, and find my role again. Um, and not just come back and start barking orders, you know, when I hadn't been there a lot, you know, so, um, that's an adjustment for all of us, but that is the most difficult part to me. Uh, and I think they would probably say the same after football season, football season's easy. Um, uh, because everybody knows exactly what they're doing. Everybody knows where we're going and we're just busy. And then getting back in, being able to balance that. Okay. Now, you know, uh, I got to get back up and I got to, I got to do some laundry. I haven't, I haven't done much lately or I need to get back in that kitchen and, and do some cleaning. And I need to do, I, you know, that's, that's where I got to kick myself in the tail and say, you know, I haven't, I haven't been pulling my weight at home, uh, because I haven't been here, but now I'm back. I, <laughs> I got to start doing those things again. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, so we're, we're growing, we're in the process and, and, uh, we're, tr I'm trying to get better every day at that. You know, that's good. I've asked that question to a lot of different folks, a lot of different coaches in all stages. And, you know, most of them talk about, you know, the, the, the hours and the set aside time, you know, Saturday night or Sunday with family, but you're the first one to really hit on. And I can see where, you know, where they would be difficult in my family. If, you know, if you're gone for several months, if you will, then to come back in, you're the first one to, to talk about that. And that's, that's gotta be, I can't imagine how difficult that would be. Not just on your wife, but even the kids. Um, yeah, it's, it is. Cause there's the, there's the, uh, you know, you see your kid doing something that may, Oh, they're not supposed to do that. Or, you know, but maybe, maybe that's okay. Uh, yeah. maybe that's been okay for six months, you know, or 
hey, you need to be doing this before you go to bed or after this, you need to be doing this. But well, you know, maybe, maybe that's not the, the case right now. And so, um, you know, so you kind of have to check your ego and say, uh, listen, I need to get on the same page with my wife and we need to, you know, we need to, we just need to get, we need to be together. We need to spend time together and we need to talk about these things. And, uh, and so it, that's, that's really where kind of how it starts. That's good. Um, you know, you talked about your faith and, you know, you're not really at the end of the day, you're not there to win football games or to, um, further his kingdom to impact kids. So, you know, with the way culture has kind of shifted toward, you know, not in all areas, but some people, uh, toward people of faith, have you had any resistance to that creating that culture there of, um, you know, coaching to further his kingdom, if you will. You know, uh, Pittsburgh is such a unique place in that, you know, I, I haven't gotten any resistance at all. Um, this is, uh, one of the most, um, faith based places that I've ever been. I mean, uh, you know, we have huge, huge youth programs. There's a couple, three or four churches in our, in our town that have really, really massive uh, youth programs. We pray after the games, um, our parents love it. The kids love it. The kids, you know, I, I had a receiver this year that would that pray over the loudspeaker at every home game. I mean, wow. it is just totally embraced by the community. Um, and so, uh, that just, that just further tells me like, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that chase jobs and, and, uh, and really want to go up. And some guys would say, well, go after, you know, go, go try to be a five, a head coach and go try to be a six, a head coach and go, or go do this or go do that. And, um, and while that selfishly in some ways would be fun, um, you know, cause you know, I like a challenge and I like to do different oh, things. Yeah. And I, I, I moved around growing up, so I'm, I'm used to moving and I'm, you know, I'm, that's kind of what I, what I grew up doing. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, myself would be like, man, yeah, let's go try to find this and let's try to be this and let's try to be, be a college coach and let's do all, and all that's great. Nothing's wrong with that. But when you look around, you see how happy your family is. You see the support from the community. You see, um, just the kind of place where you can really impact kids. Then, uh, you know, you just, yeah. So we, we haven't had any resistance at all. It's been great. That's awesome. That's very good. You have a story or testimony um, of maybe an athlete that you've seen God use you in their life? Yeah, I really do. Um, there's a, a young man by the name of Red Shields that uh, was a sophomore when I got here. And, uh, you know, Red had a difficult situation. He had difficult, difficult uh, home life. And, uh, and he was struggling with that. And it was coming out. Uh, at school and on the field. And, um, you know, he, he, you could see there was some anger there and, and he got into some fights and, and, uh, you know, at times didn't know if he was going to make it. Um, Mm. but through, uh, not giving, not letting him have an inch, uh, and not, not letting him use his life at home or, uh, anything that made his life more difficult than somebody else is not allowing him to use that as a crutch. 
um, and just staying on him really helped him to, to strengthen himself. And uh, he became a huge leader on our team. Um, uh, and, and this was a guy that, that probably got in probably five fights uh, in, in a calendar year or two. Um, and I'm talking fighting teammates and, and, uh, you know, just really, just really struggling there, you know, had his cousin murdered in the house next to him in, in the middle of the night here in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, he went, you know, that's another Brian really was able to minister to him. Red went and stayed at his house, uh, that, that night. Cause he didn't want to be at his house, obviously. Um, and then just, but, and he just trusted us, you know, to his credit, he trusted us. He really bought in, um, but we didn't give him an inch. And he was able to see that through hard work, uh, through things like not making excuses, uh, through great effort, through having a great attitude, you're able to overcome things uh, when you don't give yourself an out. And he didn't give himself an out, and, and he, he graduated. He was a major player here, um, got a full college scholarship, and, and he's in his third year playing college football at Angelo State. And you know, making the Dean's list and he just turned out to be an incredible young man. He's going to be a great, uh, you know, father and husband one day, a great, you know, citizen. And, uh, you know, that guy right there is just, I'm proud every time I, I say his name, just, uh, of what he's been able to do. That's, um, that's an incredible story. It's also just another reminder, um, you know, in the questions I sent you ahead of time, I had this one in there, but you kind of, that, this story kind of tied into that about how, you know, sports can tear down walls of whether it's differences in religion and politics and race, socioeconomic status, because those relationships in sports, you, you have that common goal through sports, but it tears down those other walls and helps bring people together more unity. That's, that, that's incredible. Hey, you're exactly right. And that's what I love about sports. You know, when we're in that locker room, um, you know, we're not seeing black, white, Hispanic, you know, Brown, Asian, we're not seeing any, any races. We're not seeing any, we're just all one. Uh, we're all pirates and, and those, and we all want the same thing. And so that's the unique thing about sports. And I, I love it. I love being a part of it. It's, it's the greatest tool in the world, uh, to teach a boy how to be a man, in my opinion. Um, you know, uh, w- most of us are not growing up on the farm anymore, uh, mm-hmm. working in the fields with our dad. You know, we're not, we're not doing that. Um, thankful we live in a country where, uh, we have the, the greatest military in the world. We don't have to be drafted. You know, nobody, nobody wants to, really take a chance at the, at the United States of America. So you don't have the military necessarily. You don't have working in the field with your dad anymore. So the only thing uh, to me, or the best thing to me to help a young boy learn how to be a man is through sports and specifically football, because it is so physically demanding. It is, it is violent and you have to get up off the ground and you have to go again uh, if you want to be successful. And so that's why I love this game. That's why I played it for so many years, and that's why I'm still coached it because I think it's just the best vehicle that there is to to teach a boy how to be a man. That's right. Yeah, and, you know, it teaches people how to get along with folks who don't look like them, act like them, and, you know, truly. And to me, it's a picture of – of really what the church should be big C not, not each individual church, but you know, all followers of Christ, all believers to me, you know, what you're describing is a picture of how God designed us to live. Right. You know, together, exactly. You know, with one common goal, but, um, 
you know, that's easier said than done, but I just think it's a beautiful picture of that. It really is. And, and I just wish, you know, just, just looking at those kids and, and seeing how they work together and how they uh, just love each other is, you know, um, uh, adults could take a, you know, to learn a lot from just watching these kids and how they uh, perform and, and just practice and love each other and support each other through difficult times, whether it be right. on the field or off the field, you know, so it's pretty neat to watch. Hey, that's right. So I'm going to ask you to offer some advice um, or encouragement. You know, a lot of people that listen to this are student athletes and coaches. And um, although you don't have resistance there in Pittsburgh, it's not, you know, there are folks that it's not as easy for them to be bold in their faith. Um, you know, athletics is a platform, whether we like it or not. Um, you know, it's a platform that can be used for good or bad. So what advice would you offer a student athlete or a coach that, you know, is wanting to, to use athletics for more than just athletics, but to, you know, to further his kingdom and to impact more kids. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I know not everybody's as, as blessed to be in a, in a town that's, that's accepting of, of, of what we do and, and, and how we are with the kids, uh, uh, faith-based and, um, but, you know, I, I think, uh, as Christians, we can, um, be witnesses by the way we live, by the way we work. Um, I never, um, I never want to be a guy that says, well, you know, we're not focused on, on winning. And so that gives me a, an excuse to not do my job. Well, mm. um, I think, I think exactly the opposite. I think, uh, work hardly as for the Lord rather than for men. So when I go to work, I'm not working for, you know, the town of Pittsburgh. I'm not working for the superintendent. I'm not working for the school board. I'm working for the Lord. And I want to, I want him to be proud of the way I work. So, you can witness to people by the way that you work, the way you talk, the things that you do without ever picking up a Bible necessarily off the bat. Now, maybe it'll come to that and then, and then you have an opportunity, but, but you, you just want to be different and different, not uh, let me stand out and let me wear, um, you know, different, you know, uh, something. So somebody looks at me, but different in the way that I'm going to do a great job, whether I like my boss or not, I'm going to do a great job, whether, I'm having trouble with a parent or not. I'm going to come to work early and I'm going to have practice prepared the best practice I can for these boys. I'm going to have the best off season. You know, when this kid over here uh, cusses me out, you know, I'm going to not take it personal and I'm going to know that, Hey, there's something going on there. And he's a, he's just a kid. Uh, and I'm going to help him through that. And, it, and it's probably going to be some tough love, but I'm not going to give up on him. Uh, and that's how I'm going to show him that I love him by a consistent discipline. Cause that's the only way, uh, that, that, that these kids can, can uh, sometimes receive love and it's in the form of consistent discipline from their coach. And so um, just being, just being uh, intentional with the way you work, uh, the way you talk uh, can be a huge, huge witness that people ask, Hey, why, why do you do that? You know, and then there's your opportunity. Uh, so I, I would just encourage those people that are, you know, having to be a little bit more discreet with their faith that you can scream it from the mountaintops for the way that you carry yourself and the way that you work and the way that you prepare. Uh, it, it says a lot about the way you work and then people are going to wonder why, and they're really going to know why. Uh, uh, and specifically if they ask you, then there's your opportunity right there. I'm writing that down. You can scream it from the mountaintops by the way you work and act. I like that. That's good. And I mean, you said a, a, a big word that um, it's a word that uh, has been on my heart 
um, all year is just intentional. You know, I'm just trying to be, you know, in my own life, be more intentional in my job and but as a husband, as a dad, just for my time. You know, I think that's there's a lot that goes into um, if we are intentional in, in, in everything we do. Yeah, you're not going to have to walk around with the Bible and, you know, and, and always just blurting out everything about your faith. It's just if we're intentional with all areas of our life, it's just going to come out just kind of from the overflow. That's right. People will see it. People will recognize yeah. the difference. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, you know, a lot of people have a life verse or, you know, a favorite scripture. So is there one that you, you know, claim is a life verse or maybe one that God has shown you recently that you'd share? For all I've seen, it falls short of the glory of God, you know, and that's, um, you know, one that just really helps me. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself. Uh, uh, and, you know, just just being able to remember that, you know, that that everybody, uh, none of us are perfect. I'm not, and, and will never be perfect uh, here in this earth. And so, um, you know, I think you can be critical. You can you can get down on yourself and say, "Man, I really slipped up here. I I, I did this." And you can kind of um, you can really dwell on that. But you know, I just have to rest in the fact that you know God's working on me, and He's He's put me in these positions to to sharpen me, to refine me. Um, and, you know, whether it's uh, your marriage or whether it's your relationships at work or whatever it is that's, um, you know, that that presents challenges to you and, and, and shows you, well, I'm, I'm really uh, I'm really out of line here. <laughs> I really need to smooth out these edges of, of, uh, of the way I am. Uh, it just helps you get through that and not get not get too down and, and get the poor me's and say, hey, we're all in the same boat. We're all working to be better. And uh, and that one really helps me. That's good. Last question. Um, the two words all in is all over sports. I mean, it's t-shirts, towels, hats, you name it. You know, it's just this rally cry in sports, but it's also all throughout, especially the new Testament of Jesus, you know, saying if you're going to follow me, you know, you got to deny yourself and put him first. So just from a practical sense, Brad, what does that look like in your daily walk with Christ being all in? Uh, that's a great question. Um, all in or all out? Um, you know, that, that's exactly right. And we ask our players to be like that. And, uh, you know, so to, to me that, uh, that just says, you know, not compromising my faith, you know, mm. um, there's going to be opportunities, uh, uh, in any profession. Um, you know, there's going to be things that you could do that, that are outside of, uh, of what you, uh, profess to be or what you profess to do. And, um, I think just being consistent and then not compromising on, uh, you know, the man that God has called you to be or, or woman or, or whatever, it's just, it's not compromising. And sometimes it may make you look silly. It may make you, um, seem, uh, out of place, but you know, we are out of place. And, uh, uh, and so, uh, that to me, it's very difficult to do. Uh, but just not compromising your faith, your values, the things that you stand for, and uh, and be and being true to being true to Christ and uh, and what He's called us to do. Uh, and so, uh, there's a lot of decisions and there's a lot of choices and a lot of opportunities every single day to 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 do wrong and to do outside of that. And so, I think every every day again, just to to wake up and say, Lord, help me to. Uh, be who you want me to be. And then, and then when those opportunities come to be strong and, uh, 
and uh, pray that the Lord will strengthen you uh, in those moments of weakness. So um, that's it. Just just don't compromise. Just just uh, just stay strong. That's good. I like that. Uh, what you said. Every day is full of opportunities to not to to not um, live. That's right. Life. That's that's a good reminder. Um, one I probably need to wake up with every every morning, <laughs> you know, just remember yeah. that today is full of opportunities for me to screw it up. You that's know? exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, uh, <laughs> hey, if you, if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, you know, that's so, right. Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's good, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Um, I, I know it's a busy time and as you said, y'all are getting ready to go on vacation. So, um, hope y'all enjoy some time away, but I, I do appreciate you taking some time to, to share. Well, I've enjoyed it, Stuart. I really have, and I enjoy your podcast. And uh, I know, you know, Steve and Brian um, <laughs> love you guys, love your family, and I thought it was so cool that y'all came out to visit ETBU last year. And man, that's really awesome. And so you're doing a great thing. And 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 again, thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. You bet. Thank you. Wow, so much wisdom and passion. Um, from from Brad, I, I hope you got a glimpse of, of that in that brief conversation. And I just love the Baca family and and everything they stand for their their passion for Christ, their passion for one another, the passion for family, their passion for football. That they're definitely a, an example of what it means to be all in on faith, family, and 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 sports. But one of the things I wrote down that just really spoke to me was that that you and I we can scream from the mountaintops by the way we work and act. Not by what we say, but we can scream from the mountaintops a message of Christ by the way you and I carry ourselves at work, at school, on the field, off the field. And that in the coaching profession, he says he's working for the Lord, not the school board, not the superintendent. And that's the same thing for you and I, no matter what profession that you're in, we're working for the Lord. And just to be intentional. And then that last question about what does it mean to be all in? He says, you know what? He's either all in or all out. There's no middle ground. And Jesus was very clear about that. You know, there's no compromise. We need to be consistent. And that every day is full of opportunities to not be all in. So it's a choice that you and I make every day whether we're to be all in or all out for Christ. So I'd encourage you wherever you are right now, whatever time of day you're listening to this, that you would make the choice to be all in. Today, tomorrow, and the days following. I know there's somebody in your life that needs to hear this message. I'd ask you to forward it to a family member or a friend. Give us some feedback. You can contact us through our social media, our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. We love to hear from you, but also you can find out who we are what we do and why we do it. You can see opportunities to pray for us, to serve with us, and to give. And I would ask you, after you share it, to go leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the greater the platform to continue sharing the gospel through media. But most of all, thank you for your prayers, your support, your encouragement. And until next time.